Have you ever wondered why a narcissist feels like they have to be with someone instantly? Like you've been with them for a period of time and then all of a sudden they break up with you, you break up with them and they're with someone else instantly. Or you can be like, hey, how are they with someone at the same time? They're with you and they're with someone else and then you find out later they've been talking to someone else and you're like, I didn't even know he had social media. Now he's talking to like 15 different people. What is going on? Maybe you're kind of wondering, hey, why is there this motivation a lot of times for narcissists to be in communication with multiple people at the same time? Like, why can't one person just be good enough? Now, the hard part about this logic and this thought process initially is if you run down this too far, you'll start to get to the place of being like, why is that one person good enough? Meaning, why weren't you good enough? And then you start to doubt yourself, you start to beat yourself up, you start to lower your self-esteem, your self-confidence, because you're like, there was something wrong with me because I wasn't good enough for this person to be faithful to me. When in reality, it doesn't have anything to do with his, with with you and, and you being attractive or not attractive, or you doing the right thing or the wrong thing, it has to do with that other person. It has to do with how he made the decision to go be with another woman and not you. Didn't have anything to do with you. People are like, ah, but that, that doesn't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel that way because that's what you've been programmed to feel. That's what you've been programmed to think from the toxic person, even from society. But as a result, that person decided, hey, I'm going to be unfaithful. I'm going to be a cheater. I'm going to have a lack of integrity and I'm not going to be honest about stuff. So I'm going to go do what I want to go do. Does that make sense? I just want to frame that at least initially so you have at least a concept of this, even if that's just an, a doorway opening to your mind of saying, okay, maybe there's a possibility that it wasn't all my fault. That's all I want you to consider at this point. So when we talk through this aspect of why a narcissist likes being with multiple people at the same time, engaging with others, like all back and forth, part of it stems from this first aspect of narcissistic supply. And this insatiable need of needing admiration, needing validation, needing attention. All of this, attention, validation, different aspects of supply, all fall under this piece that we call supply. Now, supply isn't always just a person. People always get offended when we say narcissistic supply, and they're like, you're calling people supply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes, yeah, because that's what it is. Didn't say it's good. I didn't say it's appropriate. And I didn't say it was valid as far as how that person is treating the other person. But that is what they are. Supply. We don't get offended when we call a toaster a toaster because we know it's a toaster. It's an inanimate object. Narcissus is viewing you as a toaster. You are a human toaster meant to serve and do stuff for the narcissist. That's it. That's Cut and dried, like the, the clearest I can explain it. If you don't like that, I'm sorry, that's just part of reality. Now, when we talk through this aspect of supply, oftentimes it's attention and oftentimes it's reaction. It can be either one, it can be both, it can be both and it doesn't really matter. Narcissist is looking to get a response from you. If they get a response, attention or reaction, it's like, great, you're giving me supply. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, one person isn't always going to provide enough supply 
to sustain the ego of a toxic narcissistic person. The constant need of reassurance. You'll see a narcissist, it's like they want that reassurance, like, oh, do you still love me? Oh, do you still care? Like sometimes vulnerable and covert of like, oh, like what is actually going on? Like trying to get your validation. And you get tired after giving it for a while because you're like, I've been giving you validation 100 times a day for the past 100 days and you've given me one in return. And like this doesn't even make sense. So sometimes narcissists can see and can sense they need a lot of validation. They're not going to get it from this person or they're going to feel bad asking for it so much because then it wouldn't look good to them. Shame, ego, mask, all comes back to that. Okay, so it's like, okay, let me find someone else who can prop me up, who can build me up, who can give me that attention to make me feel good. For me, this is a piece where I was always going back and forth with different people. Like there was always text threads, there was always communication, there was always interaction, there was always this back and forth with a lot of different women. Because like, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I needed that attention. I needed that validation. And so it's completely different of like how I wanted to react, how I wanted to interact. So it was like, I always had to have like my phone buzzing, always had to have a text message coming in, always had to have that validation. With relationship, there was always one starting just as one was ending. So I never had to be alone. I never had to be without that supply, that reaction, that attention from another person. When a narcissist has a multiple people, it allows them to extract the desired level of attention from different sources. Let's say a narcissist needs attention at a thousand. And let's say the regular human only provides it at a hundred. Well, then you bring in 10 people and the nurse is like, sweet, now I have attention. Is that going to solve problems? No, not at all. It makes a ton of problems even worse. Okay, think of it this way. You'll have a narcissist and he'll date several women simultaneously trying to get the admiration, the validation, the acceptance, the attention from each of them. Sometimes even alternating between, depending on who is providing the best supply. I'm getting more from you, so I'm going to spend more time with you. I'm getting more from this person, so I'm going to spend more time with this person. Back and forth, back and forth. All it is is an attention game. Then you have the piece of desire for control and manipulation. There's a huge piece in the narcissistic world. Often that desire and man- uh, for control and manipulation to control the mass, to control what's actually seen. So having multiple partners gives the narcissist a sense of control because they are. They're controlling your perspective, thinking that you're the only one when they've got three other people on the side. They control your perspective and make sure that you know that they're, they're faithful to you while they're still on, all, on five different dating sites interacting with other people. Like the ability to manipulate another person's emotions and keep them in a state of competition or trying or, or grappling for, for support, for connection, for love, to get back up on the, the love bombing tower, all those different pieces, vying for their attention, vying for their affection. This is what keeps the narcissist going a lot of times. They're like, oh my gosh, this is great. This person loves me so much. And it's really skewed up how it actually works in the narcissist's mind. Think of this example in like a funny way. Narcissus walks up to a person, punches him in the face, and then runs away. That person who just got punched in the face doesn't like it, obviously, so they go running after the narcissist. The narcissist is running with a big grin on their face, not just because they punched the person and had control over that person, but because that person is running after them, chasing them. Now, we switch this into a, a, a love dynamic. Narcissus punches you in the face, then runs away. 
and you're running after them and the narcissist in their head is like, oh my gosh, they love me because they're chasing after me. They're giving me attention. They're getting me what I want. This is a hard concept for some people to understand because it doesn't make sense in your reality. I'm not asking it to make sense in your reality. I'm just having you understand the facts of the situation. Having you understand the reality of what's happening in the other person's mind, regardless of how it feels to you, regardless of how it makes sense or doesn't make sense, this is what's going on. Narcissists will use and manipulate you and others to control the situation, to create a dynamic where you feel like you have to compete for his attention. It allows them to maintain control over you, over the relationships, and keep you emotionally invested even when he's pulling away for the whole sole purpose of you to come after him more so he can feel better about you giving attention even though he's running away from you. It's wild. It's the easiest way I know to explain it and to break it down. Hopefully it connects. If it doesn't connect, just leave a comment and say like, I don't get it. Like it doesn't connect. Like tell me more and we can try to do another video. But we need to move on to some of the other points. Okay, so one of the other things I want to talk about, point number three, is this aspect of narcissists being with multiple people is avoiding intimacy, avoiding vulnerability. Think of it this way. A narcissist doesn't have one relationship with depth. They have 10 relationships that are shallow. And so it doesn't give the full depth and vulnerability of being connected to one person. All it is is like, oh, maxed out on my vulnerability level with this person. Let's go find someone else. Oh, maxed out on that vulnerability level. Let's go find someone else. Okay. True intimacy for a narcissist and vulnerability is going to be extremely uncomfortable, extremely challenging, and almost impossible to get a lot of times because it has to be backed up with honesty, has to be backed up with feelings, and both of those things feel exposing, feel vulnerable to the point of like, I don't know if I can actually do this. But if a narcissist brings in multiple partners and connects with multiple people, they avoid deep emotional connections. And the vulnerability that comes with only one relationship. Instead, they're able to kind of spread it across the surface. And then each person gets a different version of them. Each person gets a different piece. And if they combined all of them together, they'd be pretty surprised how awful it actually looks. You'll see this in narcissistic, a narcissistic person. He'll avoid committing to you. Because it would require opening up emotionally. Risking vulnerability. Being honest. This goes back to the video I did earlier today of talking about living by a code of showing up real, raw, and relevant to produce results. Instead, he prefers to keep the relationship shallow and surface level to protect ego, to protect the possibility that he might look bad. Then you also have an aspect that comes in that ties almost in with a little bit with borderline is the fear of abandonment and fear of rejection. Okay, narcissists have deep-seated fears of shame, and sometimes those come out in different aspects of abandonment and rejection due to the fragile ego. By having multiple people, they can mitigate the risk. Like if I have 10 people and I lose two, it's okay, I still got eight. So it's mitigating the risk of like, what actually happens if I lose these people? No worries, I still got more people. So my narcissist will build people into the wings of their relationship. So as soon as the primary person steps to the side, leaves, catches on to what they're doing, they can swoop in another person to rescue them, to save them, and ultimately be like, oh, now I'm connected to someone else while they're building up another one on the other side. For those of you who've had a relationship and you seem to move on super quick, don't be surprised that he probably had that person before you, like before you knew about it. And it's just now that you're coming aware. 
If we can be any help in any of this, please reach out. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivations.com. If you're ready to jump into the challenge and start working day by day of you investing in your habits and getting free from the toxicity, go to claritychallenge.net. Both of these options will help you learn and understand more about narcissistic abuse, but ultimately set you on a path for freedom. Freedom away from the toxicity and freedom of you learning and growing and standing in your power of who you're actually called to be.